hello there how are you doing i hope you're good so um i started this reading i've been going through the reading of the book of deuteronomy and it's been amazing the kind of insights that the holy spirit has been sharing this wouldn't be my first time of reading that book of deuteronomy but um, the kind of insights that I have been getting lately is so amazing. It's just like Deuteronomy has, it's a book that my eyes have been open to see and understand that every single thing that was said or most things that were said in the book of Deuteronomy actually is a reflection of the things that was said or the, you know, the things we are spoken by Jesus, by Paul, by, by Peter, by all the apostles, by Matthew. I see most of the things, the interpretation of the things spoken in the book of Deuteronomy by Moses. I see them as reflection of the things that Jesus is saying and other apostles were saying also in this New Testament and the New Covenant. So um compiling a kind of series that will be showing uh, the, 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 the insights that the Holy Spirit has actually taught me in from the book of Deuteronomy so I am calling it Deuteronomy from the new covenant viewpoint so I'd like you to join me on this journey as we bring out a lot of insights the Holy Spirit has been putting in my mind in each scripture in every verse in every chapter there is always something deep to learn it all points out it all points back to the New Testament it all reflects some in some way the commandments that Jesus gave us the commandments that are we are supposed to live in as Christians it all points out to most of the things that Paul talked about in the book of Ephesians and Corinthians and Hebrews and Philippians. You know, most of all of these things we already said from the old times and we didn't even realize that. So I'm going to ask you to join me on this journey as we unravel the book of Deuteronomy from the New Covenant viewpoint. Right, let's get in and go get it. Hi again, so we are looking at Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 18. Uh, Moses said something very striking there. He said, Thou shalt not bring the hire of a whore or the prize of a dog into the house of the Lord thy God for any vow. For even both these are abomination unto the Lord thy God. So he was actually instructing the children of Israel not to bring in anything that looks like or any hire, you know, the hire of a whore or the prize of a dog. So I was thinking about it. And I keep asking myself, why? Not necessarily why wouldn't they bring in the hire of a whore or the price of a dog, but I was wondering because the Holy Spirit has actually been, you know, leading me on uh, explaining 
the New Testament interpretation of Deuteronomy, the, the verses of the words in Deuteronomy. So I keep wondering, okay, what can this possibly be? What would it mean? So I was asking myself, a whore is someone who is a prostitute and uh, dogs have character traits of uh, you know a sexual a heightened instead of a heightened sexual urge or you know the, the tendency to be promiscuous so I think that's the reason why Moses likened a whore to a dog and a dog to a whore. He said both of them are alike and you don't have to bring them in. So I was meditating on this scripture and I was wondering, the Holy Spirit said to me that uh, across the scriptures during the time of of uh, the olden times in the time uh, the children of Israel would go out, worship other gods, God will liken that behavior to prostitution. So he said he would say something like Israel is has gone a whoring or, or a warish woman. They are behaving like a whorish woman. So warring at that time it's is more like abandoning your husband or your spouse or who you're committed to and going after other men. So that's basically what prostitutes do at the time. And Israel, whenever they abandon their God and the covenant they have with the Lord and go to other gods or forsake their gods, they don't remember him, God will say that they are prostituting. So God doesn't like that. So I was thinking about that when the Holy Spirit was explaining the behavior of a dog, like a sexual appetite that is never satisfied, is always insatiable, going about everywhere and any, going to everywhere and going to anybody to get everything they need. So they don't have any sort of um, uh, um, gauge, they don't have any kind of uh, uh, discipline to stay back and say no I can't do this I won't do this or they just keep going back and forth and at the end of the day they'll still come back to their owner so the Holy Spirit dropped something in me from the scriptures that Jesus said about being committed so it's actually a question of commitment that here is trying to reveal that and he said to me reminded me of what Jesus said in the scriptures he that put his hands to the plow and takes it back is not worthy of me is not fit for the kingdom I'm like wow oh that's amazing so now I understand that he said you can't bring in the price of a dog into the house of God it's the same way if you keep going back and forth putting your hand in the plow and taking it back, you can't be fit for the kingdom. It's the same way the house of God, the kingdom of God, you know, the house of God is the kingdom of God revealed in the New Testament. The kingdom of God is the house of God hidden in the Old Testament. So it's like a play on words. And the Old Testament is it's like 
is 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 about Jesus um, um, hidden. The New Testament is Jesus revealed. So when he said that, it struck me. So warring and wardom is likened to non-committal when you're not committed, when you're not focused on Jesus alone. You have other options to do whatever it is you want to do. You go here, you go there, you run around. You don't trust God to provide for all your needs. You just keep running and running and running around. He is likening it to prostitution. And he said that you can't have the prize of a dog or the hire of a whore you can't bring it to my house you know that period they probably you know when someone goes out to go and you know prostitute or maybe sell a prostitute or sell a dog they bring it to the temple say oh i brought my tithe i brought my offering so god said no don't give me that so god doesn't like divided attention god doesn't like an attention that you give to something else he's a jealous God and he's saying if you keep taking your hands back and forth out of the plow you're not worthy you're not fit it's either your hand is in the plow or is not in the plow so that's about it about the remnant that the Holy Spirit put in my heart for Deuteronomy chapter 28 23 verse 18 and I hope you learned something from that. And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that as we continue to grow in grace and knowledge of Jesus, we stay committed to the kingdom until he is made fully revealed in our hearts and in the physical on earth in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you and see you in the next segment. again so um we're looking at uh, Deuteronomy chapter 23 from verse 12 and 14 from verse 12 to 14 um uh, Deuteronomy is already a book of laws and laws and laws so one of the laws is the law of cleanliness that Moses was actually giving to the children of Israel and uh, he was telling them how to keep their house clean how to keep themselves clean and in this particular verse he was telling them how to make sure that whatever comes out of their body is properly disposed because God's presence was going around the camp so it said thou shalt have a place also without the camp whither thou shalt go forth abroad and thou shalt have a paddle upon thy weapon and it shall be when thou wilt ease thyself abroad thou shalt dig therewith and shalt turn back and cover that which cometh out from thee okay before i continue it's <laughs> it's quite funny you know, I really love King James and the way King James brings out things. I love King James because it's modest. It's, it has a way of 
embellishing things that would have been otherwise uh, an eyesore or would or let's say in this case an ear or something that will make you cringe a bit or ring your toes or maybe quite embarrassing to talk about so it, it kind of uses some semantics and dictions to embellish it and make it <laughs> make it beautiful to the ear or make it presentable but in this case literally what he's talking about is the right ways that the children of Israel will use the restroom in our time it's called the restroom where they do their thing but now they didn't have WCs they didn't have toilets at the time so they have to go abroad <laughs> it's funny that King James called it going abroad so if you didn't know it you would think that you know in our case <laughs> they are traveling abroad <laughs> okay so it's he called it going abroad in this case because they have to move far away from the camp and then look for probably a, a, a field or a bush or something and then dig a hole do their thing then cover it so moses was explaining the right way to do it where you have to go if you must have to do that you have to go out with a shovel so that once you're done you cover it and then he gave a reason in verse 14 he said for the lord thy god walketh in the midst of thy camp to deliver thee and to give of thy enemies before thee therefore shall thy camp be holy for he shall see no unclean thing in thee lest he turn away from thee so he's trying to say that god is walking around he's constantly with them his presence is going with them and even anything as clean as unclean as things that come out from your body and is not properly disposed it will be an a repulsion to the presence of god so he's saying do this so that god's presence will always be with you okay now this was literal in the time of Moses you know the ancient Israel at the time it's it's in our time right now it's not as literal because okay we have the VCs we have toilets we just flush when we use them and we should know we keep our houses clean but in this very case it's actually literal for them to miss the God's the presence of God because they didn't do their uh, dispose of their of, of their uh, of their thing very well. So Moses was actually explaining that it's important that they do do their thing properly and keep the environment clean. Now I was thinking about this, like, okay, what is going to be the meaning of this particular verse as regards to the scripture? And I was wondering. Okay, Holy Spirit, what exactly are you saying in our time? This is no longer applicable to us in some way, in some kind of way. Because most of the things that are written in the Old Testament are literally not applicable to us per se. 
but it also has a shadow it's a shadow of things that reflect something so what exactly is it reflecting then again the holy spirit dropped a very interesting scripture in my heart which is amazing and i couldn't have gotten that scripture if it wasn't revealed by the holy spirit because there's no way i could have second guessed it and it just dropped I was wondering, okay, what is the spiritual implication of cleanliness? What is the spiritual implication of keeping your house clean? What is the spiritual implication of making sure that whatever came out of you is properly cleaned out and covered up? So immediately I was thinking about covering it up, covering it up. That word stuck in my head. From verse 13, it said, And thou shalt have a paddle upon thy weapon, it shall be when thou ease thyself abroad, thou shalt dig therewith and shalt turn back and cover that which comes from thee. So, covering, covering, covering kept ringing in my head. And immediately the Holy Spirit just dropped in my spirit this beautiful scripture from 1 John chapter 2, verse 1 my little children these things i write unto you that ye sin not and if any man sin we have an advocate with the father jesus christ the righteous and he is the covering for our sin and not for ours only but also for the sin of the whole world actually the um, uh, King James wrote he is a propitiation for our sin, but the Holy Spirit explained that that is a covering for sin. So when I was thinking about it, here in the Old Testament, whatever came out from our body, you know, as, as waste is likened to as unclean, ungodly, you know, things that would be an eyesore. And that's actually what sin looks like in the spiritual sin is like human waste spiritual human waste and here he's talking he's talking about jesus being a covering so now the covering is not the problem or it's not the issue the issue is the fact that god made god acknowledged the fact in the old testament he acknowledged that definitely uh through Moses, he acknowledged that the children of Israel at some point will have to use the bathroom or use the toilet to do anything. And he gave a direction on how it will happen. He said, okay, I know you're going to be pressed. I know you want to ease yourself. And if you want to ease yourself, when you are done easing yourself, you make sure to cover it. Then, it's wrong in my head and i'm like wow it's the same thing here he said i write unto you so you don't sin but if you sin that's that's a wonderful clause it's a very very wonderful clause it's an amazing clause it's a relieving clause you know you know when you actually go to do your thing in the the bathroom or you use the toilet you are relieving yourself okay it's like a form of relief when you take out those stuffs from inside of you now here is actually it's actually relieving to know that 
we serve a God who is not micromanaging. We serve a God who is loving. We serve a God who wants us to be holy, but also acknowledges the fact that at some point that we can sin as humans. He said, these things are right unto you that you don't sin, but if you sin, and if you sin, if you sin. So, the, 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 the gospel of God, or I say the, the worshipping God, the gospel of Christ comes with the if you sin package. It's a flexible package that comes with that. It, it makes concession and makes a lot of space for our faults. Isn't that so beautiful to realize that God makes a lot of space, created a lot after creating us, after washing us, made us clean with the blood of his son Jesus, he still acknowledged the fact that at some point there might be some people who might go back to sin that they said, if you sin, do not waste time to cover it with the blood of Jesus. Do not waste time to cover it with the blood of the hallelujah. This is so beautiful. Because it, it blew my mind when I saw it. it. said he is the propitiation for our sin. Not for us only, but for the sin of the world. Bible says that all of that God at the hands of men, the works of men, and even man cannot give you such a concession. Man will probably micromanage you. Man's laws are strict. If you do this, you have consequences for your actions. If you fail this, you're going to get punished by this. If you do this, even all the local gods or all other gods have you no know, like consequences. They, they, they dish out consequences to those who serve them. But look at that. God gave us an if you sin package. Now, that is not a license to go around sinning, but he also understood and acknowledged that at some point, if he didn't do that, the enemy will use that as an advantage to get us. So he said, if you sin. So if you sin, do not waste time to cover it with the blood of Jesus Christ. That's beautiful, friends. I like us to understand the kind of package that we have in Christ, and it's a beautiful one. And I'll encourage you to, you know, maximize this package, use it, understand it, and love on it. God is loving, God is kind, God is gracious, God is merciful. He understands our faults, He understands our weaknesses, and give us a package that fits our weaknesses. Isn't that beautiful? So I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that as you revel in this beautiful understanding that the Holy Spirit open the eyes of your understanding that you will be enlightened and that your relationship with Jesus will continue to go deeper and deeper and you grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ and be able to grow not just to keep sinning but to grow out of you know into maturity in the knowledge of Christ in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ Amen Thank you very much and God bless you and see you in the next segment.